listening to the Sparky Life Podcast with your host, Leah Lamella. Here we discuss women in the trades and how to construct your career. Our guest today is a self-proclaimed Corvette girl. She was an at-risk student turned teacher turned auto mechanic. She discusses with us today what drives her. Please welcome Doris Benelli. Hi! <laughs> Hi, Doris. How are you? Doing pretty well. And yourself? Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the invite. So can you tell us why an auto technician? Why an auto technician? <laughs> well, I have been raised around tinkering on vehicles with my dad since I was little. I was a teacher. So was that your first choice, being a teacher? Being a teacher, well, my first choice was actually, I didn't want to go back to school after high school. I just went into the retail world and said, I'm done with school. I don't like school, never going back. And then I did retail for, I think it was like five years. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm done. I was like, you know what? One of my teachers, my former teachers, actually my art teacher, she was like, I think you should be a teacher. And I was like, eh, I'll give it a try. Why not? And so went to school and became a teacher. And how did you like being a teacher? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I was a fine arts teacher and my students were amazing. I absolutely loved it. I was able to bond with them. Um, you know, I made impacts on their lives. I was there for them. I was on the Navajo reservation teaching um, at a title one school district. And so low performing everything, a lot of at risk students, but I I was an at-risk student myself, so I knew what I was getting myself into. And with my history, I was able to use what I knew from being an at-risk student, low-performing student, that I could bond with the students knowing what they're already going through. Wow. But yeah, I absolutely loved it. And I, I miss it. I really do. Like, I still have a lot of contact with a lot of my students still. And So then how did we go from teacher to auto technician? Well, when I was teaching, I was actually one of the teachers that all the students always would ask, do you want to be a chaperone for a field trip? And our field trips, because we're on the Navajo reservation, didn't consist of like going downtown like 30 minutes away. This was like a five hour bus trip. Holy cow, five hour field trip. Yeah. So we went. <laughs> Drove all the way down to Phoenix, um, but one of the girls, there was only one girl in the automotive class that was going to UTI, Universal Technical Institute, and because she was the only female, she needed a female chaperone, so she came to me, and she's like, Miss Benoli, you're one of the coolest teachers ever. Can you please come with me Aww. so I can go? And I was like, yeah, of course. I would love to. And so we toured the school. We also um, toured MMI, and um, they got to take a a part like a front differential and whatnot while they were there to kind of figure out like what they would actually be getting into. Okay, help us non-auto tech people. <laughs> What's a front differential? Differential <laughs> is basically what drives your front axle, so it makes your front wheels turn. Okay. Yeah, so they got to take it apart, see the insides of it, and put it back together. So they got a taste of what they were doing. Cool. There was Corvettes in there, and I'm a Corvette girl. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the Corvette and then like Nicholas Cage has a car there that he donated to them and I was like oh this is cool and then we got to where they do 
tea buckets. Basically, it's the tea bucket car. They completely rebuild an engine, a 350 engine, and then they will put it on the dyno and see who has the highest dyno scores. And so that was like, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I could totally see myself doing this. I would love to do this. And um, with a line of unfortunate events with being a teacher, I decided to make a career change. And those events were just basically, I couldn't get along with administration because I have a very vocal opinion a lot of the time. Did you disagree with the way the administration wanted to teach or did you want to implement new things to the school and felt restricted? Um, it was a little bit of both. It was mostly like I always looked out for my students and what was best for them. And one of those things was leadership and the leadership of the high school I was at was just not meeting the expectations that they needed to, you mm -hmm. know, make me successful in life. And I went to the superintendent multiple times and it just fell upon deaf ears. And so I was just like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. You felt like you were spinning your wheels. Yeah, basically, like, was talking to a wall most of the time. So I was like, yeah, this is, this, there's no point anymore. I am an advocate for the free labor market. It allows individuals to pursue any passion they want, creating the careers they want. School systems currently limit and restrict individuals from a free labor market by pushing the opinion that college is the only successful path for a viable career. So how did your student get introduced to the trades? Because it's been my experience uh, that a lot of high schools do not promote the trades. When I was going to school, that was the same thing. Like we had a welding class and that was about the extent of it. And I really wanted to join the welding class and I never got put into the class. Um, and same with me, it was always four-year college, four-year college. Right. And then as far as my students, they were very lucky. We had what they called CTE classes. I think it's like career technical education or something like that. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And so we had a construction class. Woo! Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we also had culinary arts, um, cool. graphic arts, oh. like legit, like computers and nice and then we had ag so like the ag was actually a cte class and then we also had automotive so those were classes that the students could actually take they could take it i think for a continual for two years and they could actually graduate with a certification within that field that they were actually training underneath holy cow this is that's fantastic yeah. <laughs> okay so they were lucky that they got introduced to different types of options it sounds like your school anyway they broadened the scope it wasn't just go to college <laughs> and i even told my students a lot of the time like because they would come to me and they're like oh i don't want to go to school and i was like you do you if you want to you know go watch your grandpa because on the navajo reservation we would watch our grandparents a lot of the time like i was living Aww. with my grandparents and so like, I was like, if you want to just go back and herd sheep for your grandparents, do that. Whatever makes you happy. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, you have to go to a university. Mm -hmm. So then when you went with the student and saw what was out there, it sparked something in you. It sure did. Um, <laughs> Revved your engine. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> It actually was like something that I thought about beforehand. I think it's just the joy of taking things apart, seeing how they work, put them back together. And hopefully they do work still. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Now that you're an auto technician, are you a part of union? Are you 
with an independent company? Um, we are not part of a union. I am actually working for a dealership in San Antonio. Okay. It's actually one of the two. Uh, I work for a Cadillac dealership. So I work on the more luxury car. Ooh, fun yeah. set. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I mean, do you enjoy it there? Oh, I absolutely love it. Everything from my work environment to what I'm doing. So tell me about your work environment. How are your coworkers? I'm sure you're the only female there. I am the only female technician um, out of all the dealerships that are owned by the company that I work for. I am one of two female technicians within about, I think it's like 20 different dealerships. Wow. Wow, this And I honestly think I lucked out on this because when I started there, I was very intimidated because obviously I was a female, an older female. And then... And the only female. The only female and being of a different ethnic background, like I had all odds going against me at that point. And right. I, I moved out here for this job. So like I moved out here, knew nobody. And I was like, all right, I'm just jumping off to the deep end right now. Yeah, you were all in. All in. All in. And so I was, it was a little intimidating at first, I'm not going to lie. As far as the shop I'm in right now, out of all the technicians that are mechanical side, so just the automotive rebuilding, not including the painting or like the body shop, there's about a total of 24 of us inside the main shop. And I am the only female and I never been degraded in my shop. I think the most that they ever do is they try and help me. They, they feel like they must at least offer. They're not trying to insult you, but they feel like, okay, I should at least step up and assist, right? Definitely. So like they've kind of started to learn, like, I will only ask for help if I absolutely need it. If I can't figure it out myself, then I'll go ask for help. That's great. Yeah. And like when I talk with them, I joke around with them. They treat me like one of the guys, honestly. They don't, they don't make any type of remarks or gestures towards me. They just, I'm just there. I do the job they do and that's all they see. Wonderful. That's wonderful. So you're in a great environment environment with a great company doing exactly what you love to do. And what's your favorite part about being an auto technician? My favorite part, there's a couple. So one, obviously just taking, like I do heavy line. Okay. Explain that because I have no clue what that means. <laughs> heavy line is going to be the mechanical stuff. So like the engines, I tried one transmission once and uh, failed miserably at it. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try it again. I'm just taking a break from it for a while. <laughs> You get to regroup. Try again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I love doing engine work anywhere from like I've done pistons. I do lifters. You name it. I've done a lot of heavy line engine work. And then there are people that like to do just like just transmissions or there's people that just like to do like the HVAC system, which is taking apart the whole entire dash and taking care of those systems. Wow. So you can really specialize in, in what it is your focus is. Yeah, um, we are a bumper to bumper shop. So we're supposed to know everything bumper to bumper. So if I didn't have a choice of doing heavy line, I do like doing the HVAC work. And that's just taking apart the dash. And so wait, so where are you located so that you can come down and help me with my car? <laughs> <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. Ah, oh, so far. I know. <laughs> uh, of course, as an electrician, I have a beater because, you know, we beat the shit out of our cars. It's oh, yeah, for sure. a part of the trades world, uh, driving all around the place. And every time that thing falls apart on me, good old Faith. I call her Faith because I'm supposed to have faith in her. <laughs> I always wish I knew a mechanic or an auto technician or someone that knew what they were doing 
electrical, you know, no problem. I'm on it. Car, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I totally understand that. Part. You're too far away. I got to move closer. I got to move closer. <laughs> One of the other things I absolutely love is the fact that I am a female doing it. I know we get a lot of people coming through the shop that are third-party companies or whatever that do our windshields. I do windshields at work too, but like we have sometimes like third-party shops or people come in and I take great pride that like they walk in and they see a girl doing the same thing as everybody else. So that's the other favorite part of it, is knowing that I'm, I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're very strong and unique, powerful. However, I still do not see a lot of females in male-dominated fields. There's not. There's really not. Why do you think that is? A lot of us females, like even when I went into the trade, we're, we're hesitant. We're, I think we underestimate ourselves a lot of the time. You know, I got to tell you, I hear this from so many women. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing because, okay, so we have all this freedom, right? I mean, more than we've ever had before, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's certainly gotten better yeah. without a doubt. Okay. Without a doubt. And allegedly, you know, we're accepted everywhere. Nowadays, no one likes to be politically incorrect. So even if they don't think you should be there, they typically don't say anything because nobody wants to get sued. <laughs> so, <laughs> but still you would think females would take the bull by the horn and just freaking rock with it yeah. and i'm i'm not seeing that at all no i'm not either i have worked with one other female technician at my job i've heard about them from like our tool guys that come around they're like oh i found another female and yeah but it's like you're a unicorn they're like oh <laughs> there's what there's one more over here like what yeah. is that <laughs> really it's Sometimes a little sad because like I know a lot of females go into the industry and they're they're wanting to grab the bull by the horns and then they feel like they can't do it. They don't have the personality to fit or they they had a horrible first experience at their first dealership or like I'm part of so many forums on Facebook and seeing just like how a lot of females are being treated. And like I could totally understand that's going to leave a nasty taste in their mouth. But at the same time, it's just like, that's one dealership. There's thousands. Right. You hit the nail on the head with that. Look at you. You're in a great company. And the way that I look at it, I, I've i been in the corporate world and I've also been the trades. You're going to get sexual harassment and assholes anywhere you go. I know oh, yeah. tons of women in the office who get harassed just as easily as you could possibly get harassed in the trades. And from my experience and a lot of the women I talk to, I've heard more horror stories from being in the office and corporate world than I have actually in the trades and construction world. Yeah, it's very true. I never thought it was going to be that way ever. No. I would think the opposite. Yeah. Crazy. I think uh, more women need to feel empowered. You can do it. They can do it. If I can do it, they can do it. Definitely. And the salaries, I mean, in the trades, you can make really good money. Oh, yeah. What is the range for an auto technician typically? So when I started off, I think I started off close to about 45 a year. And that was about three years ago, three and a half years ago. And I mean, that's when I was just fresh in the field. I am now in the field for about three and a half years. Oh, actually four years next month. Whoop, whoop. 
I am making closer to about 60. And I mean, that's just going to keep going up. I have to get more certifications and do all that stuff. And that's what I'm working on. At the same time, that's almost like a catch-22 because um, I'm a horrible test taker. I get test anxiety. So I'm bad, bad too. I'm bad too. <laughs> I, I empathize with you. I'm terrible. So like on paper, I'm looking horrible because like I'm failing my test. But like if you go observe me in the shop, all the guys know that I will take on any job in the shop. Oh, this car's making a rattle noise. Do you want to do it? Yeah, it's, you know, not it's one of the shit jobs, but whatever. I don't care. But they see that I'm willing to like work. And right. that's, I just don't want to sit down and like do nothing and wait for something good to come along. I know I have to work. And it's just going to make me more knowledgeable with all the systems that I'm working with and possible failures and whatnot. So with certifications, yes, I'll be making more money. Unfortunately, not just hands-on experience, but I mean, it's kind of like a 50-50 on that. So I know some people can jump into the field with lots of hands-on background and no tests or certifications behind them and go to a private home and probably make way more than I do. But I mean, they also have those that experience and they're not working for a corporation. Right, right. There are always options. Oh, yeah, definitely. So any women that are interested in getting into an auto technician field or, you know, mechanical, what would you recommend to them? Don't be soft. Don't, <laughs> don't take everything to the heart. You got to have a strong personality, I guess is the best way to say it. Okay. There's going to be a lot of joking around. Don't take it to the heart. And we say this around the shop. We cause chaos with everybody. We like joking around. We like playing pranks and whatnot. <laughs> we always say, if we don't pick on you, we don't make fun of you, we don't play pranks on you, that probably means we don't like you. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're a way of uh, camaraderie. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, like I said, don't underestimate yourself. There's If you keep underestimating yourself, you don't have anything to build up to, I guess is the best way to put it. That's an excellent way to put it. <laughs> so like every goal I've always set, I've always set a goal. And then once I reach that goal, obviously, I'm just going to keep making higher goals. And even if I wanted to, I'd make a higher goal than what I would already want to reach. Because if I set the standards low, then mentally, I'm going to be like, oh, that's the standard. I, I don't need to do any better than that. I think it's just not underestimating yourself, always setting those standards high for yourself. And other than doing auto technician work, I think when we spoke previously, you also do... Oh, roadside. roadside. Yes. 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 <laughs> roadside. Yes. Talk to me about roadside. <laughs> I also do roadside assistance through my dealership on um, Cadillac. That's actually one of the things that they have to offer when you buy a Cadillac. They have roadside assistance included with purchasing their vehicle. Woof. Well, they should with the luxury luxury, right? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me the look on their face when you show up. <laughs> so there's been multiple times I obviously answer the phone and they're like, all right, well, when, I, when are they going to send somebody out? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm on my way right now. And they're like, oh, it's you? And <laughs> Yeah, you know what to, you expect, but yeah, I think. Or I would show up at the actual location and they're like, oh, I thought you were like the roadside wife or like. <laughs> You're the roadside wife. Like, why would I be answering it if it was my husband's job? No. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh, I can't. There's been, it's been crazy. I've had multiple people ask me like when I'm changing batteries, like on the Escalades and obviously Escalades are a little bit taller to reach down for the battery. And how tall are you? I am 5'5". Okay. All right. Yeah. The old butt or the older body Escalades, they, um, the fender well sits just around about chest height. So it's still a breach. The newer Escalades, um, the 21s and newer, especially if they have the air suspension, sit close to about where my neck is, like my collarbone. So that's like a super reach. But I will have guys like sit there and look at me and be like, did, did you want help? No, I'm fine. I'll give you a call when you know I'm done with changing out your battery. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, you're the one who called me. You might have Why even ask me for help when you called me? As an electrician, one of the things that would get under my skin so much. Oh man, did it boil my blood. Every time in the shop, constantly, guys would go, you sure you want to be an electrician? You sure you want to be an electrician? I'm like, yeah, you know what? I really wanted to work at McDonald's, but they weren't hiring. Like, yeah. no, no, I'm I'm here because I want to walk around and look at the pretty lights. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, it's just, it, and I would have to bite my tongue and just say, yep, I'm here and I'm going to continue to be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so silly things like that. You just got to, what's the saying? Let it roll off your back, like duck, ducks wet back or something. Yeah. Help, mm -hmm. help me out with that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're like. This, <laughs> water off the duck's back. Yes, that's yeah. it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, Doris, if you could leave our listeners with something that you've learned along the way with all your experiences in life, what would you say is the most important tool in your tool belt? Not underestimating yourself. Like I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. And it's not just like going into the trades. It's just like everyday things. I already explained that I was an at-risk student, low performing. I was getting suspended. I was mouthing off to teachers. You name it. I was a horrible, horrible student. My mom even told me, she's like, raising you was horrible. But now that you're older, you are a true blessing. You turned out to be an amazing person. Aww. I'm sorry I was that bad in high school. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're making mama proud now. Yeah. So. <laughs> And then when I went to automotive school, like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, one going into something brand new. Our cars have evolved so much since like when I was playing with them, because when I was working with my dad, we were working on cars, you know, had carburetors. Right. And now it's, there's no more carburetors. It's all, I mean, like the 20, I think it's about 2021 is when we're starting to get more electronically advanced. And I think 2035 or 38. General Motors will no longer be making a combustible engine. So it's going to be strictly electronic. So that's freaking me out. But at the same time, like, I know if I apply myself, I'll be fine. It's just a matter of applying yourself, yeah. getting over your own personal fear and not being your own worst critic. Thank you so much, Doris. That's wonderful. And don't worry about the electronic parts. You can always call your friendly electrician. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. It was absolutely wonderful speaking with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Doris leaves us with the message, don't underestimate yourself. Don't let your fears stand in your way. It's amazing to me how much your mindset can propel you in life or can let your engine stall. After I read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, I started implementing the growth mindset as previously I was of a fixed mindset. 
In her book, she challenges preconceived ideas that talent and intelligence is something you're born with. As Dweck explains, with a growth mindset, people believe their abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work, which Daniel Coyle's book, The Talent Code, supports Dweck's findings. To really grasp how this connects to Doris's advice, to never underestimate yourself, I highly recommend you read the book. I trained myself to have a growth mindset, and I have been able to do things I never would have imagined before. I'm severely dyslexic and went from scoring an 800 on the standardized test SAT to getting one of the highest scores for the electrician aptitude test, which was timed, and I was not allotted accommodations. And just to give a reference point for anyone who doesn't know what the SAT is or isn't familiar, it's a standardized test where your average score is around 1060. To get an 800 is horrific. I think they say you get 400 points to put your name on the test. And I think I think that's a joke, basically. But to give you an idea of where I was, <laughs> how bad it was. Anyway, then I went from hating reading, being dyslexic, I'm sure you can imagine why, <laughs> to reading a book a week. This is just to name a few changes. If you'd like to hear how I did this, please DM me at Sparky Life of Leah and let me know. If you're like Doris, the type of person who likes to take things apart and put them back together, maybe the field of an auto mechanic is for you. Does an auto mechanic career rev your engine? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> Any inquiries, let us know on our social media handles, The Sparky Life of Leah on Instagram or The Sparky Life Facebook page. And we would be happy to link you with Doris. Thank you for joining us. If you felt a spark in today's episode, I invite you to write a review. I'd love to hear what lit you up. Take what resonates with you. And if you'd like to hear more of The Sparky Life, please subscribe, like, follow, and share. Until next time, create the sparks in your life.